Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. You heard the man. You know where you are. It's that time again. This is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of an uncomfortable topic today. And I think it's important, though. I, I really think we need to get this out into the open and air this stuff out so we can be bigger, better investors, so we can take things to the next level, so we can actually get some motivation behind us to get financially free. Because here's the thing, boys and girls. I believe a lot of us are, and I say us because I'm included in this, are a little bit too comfortable. I think we're too comfortable in where we are, and I think we are letting things control us. Now, for me, that happens to be my my cell phone. My cell phone is something that controls me or used to control me, but this week I decided, or actually last week I decided, I wasn't going to allow that to happen anymore. You see, I was not going to let social media and my stupid cell phone dictate what I do every day. You might be thinking, what am I talking about? Well, if you have an iPhone, and I don't care if you have an iPhone or Android, I don't have a plug either way, but if you have an iPhone, there's a little feature in there that one of my students showed me that says, basically how many times you, how often you use your phone. I didn't realize that at the time, but I've been using a little app I talked about, I think last week called Rescue Time. And I've been looking at the amount of times I pick up my phone in a given day. And I'll tell you, when I looked at that and downloaded that app, it was absolutely alarming. I mean, alarming how many times a day I'm touching my phone. It's kind of creepy, actually. So then I dug deeper and looked into that iPhone app that one of my students told me about. And it really breaks down what I was doing on my phone, exactly how I was investing the precious hours I have left on this earth. Because let's be honest, folks, everybody dies someday and you know they haven't come up with any way to extend life forever. Therefore, I'm really focused on making sure that every minute counts, doing the best I can to go out and have a good time and, and spend time around good people, people that I love, people that love me, people that are good to me, that type of thing, right? But what I realized is that piece of plastic and glass and electronics was completely controlling a large piece of my day. In some cases, I spent as much as five hours a day on my phone. Five hours a day. That's not talking on the phone, making money or building relationships or anything like that. That's just screwing around on the phone. That's watching cat videos on TikTok or looking at Facebook posts or reading emails or answering texts. It's like the Pavlov's dog, the thing dings and vibrates. And what the first thing we do is we drop whatever we're doing and we grab it. So I named this episode, Who Controls You? Maybe I should change it to What Controls You? Because this answer is going to be different for each of you. But I want to talk about a couple topics of things in our world, in our lives that control us and how it has an impact on us as real estate investors. Because I think it's important that we take a second, step back and kind of reflect on some of this stuff. It's very important that we look at how we're investing our time, what is our focus, where we're at, because I think it's going to tell a story of where we are. And what part of this comes from, I go out to eat and you look around in the restaurants and what I see the same thing every time, time and time again, I see the same thing every single time. It is usually it's either a couple, I don't know, maybe a date night or just having a meal. There's a man and a woman in the, or man and a man, woman, woman, doesn't matter, but there are two people sitting there for the purpose of obviously sharing a meal together, obviously they're, that's why they're sitting in the same booth or same table, but they're not even talking to each other. They've got their faces in their phones. Then I see families come in of all ages. Sometimes the families are adults with uh, just little tiny kids, and sometimes it's generations. It's grandparents and, and their kids and their kids' kids and grandkids, and they're all everybody's got a mobile device. Even the baby 
has an iPad that's bonking and binking and swinging and carrying on because electronics, we as a society have allowed electronics to become that which raises our children. If you don't believe me, look around you. If you're in public right now, if you're sitting at a Starbucks with your headphones on, listen to this podcast, look around you. Everybody has their faces buried in their phone, which means nobody's paying attention. Here's another shocking fact for you. Who controls you Monday through Friday, nine to five? I read an interesting stat lately that we spend more time at work than we do with our family and our spouses. That's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. So between your cell phone and your job, there's no time for anything else. You're done. You're screwed. You can't do anything else. So how in the world, pray tell, could we ever get to the point to where we could even try to do any marketing to get deals or take a course and learn something new or go talk to sellers? Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Because if we just keep doing the same thing we did yesterday, last week, and last year, well, I got news for you. Nothing's going to change. The situation you're in right now, your inability to be able to retire, which, by the way, affects probably 95% of America. Now, I don't have an exact stat on that, but I realize that they say the 1% for a reason, because I'm venture to guess that probably only 1% of America is truly prepared to retire. That's a fact. I'm maybe prepared to retire, but not as comfortable as I would prefer to be. Let me tell you, there's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement, which is why I continue to do deals. That's why I continue to look for opportunity. That's why I can I continue to raise money. Just because I was able to escape the rat race and retire doesn't mean that I'm going to sit on my laurels. I'm not the kind of guy that could ever survive on, I don't know, hundred grand a year or whatever it is. I would go crazy at hundred grand a year. I'd pull, well, I guess I don't, can't pull my hair out because I'm already bald, but it would bother me to know that I'm settling because I'm not the type of person that likes to just sit still and go, okay, I've done enough. Now I can take a nap. That's not who I am. It's not in my DNA. But let me ask you this. Those of you going to work, and if you're listening to this episode on Friday, maybe today you got paid. Maybe it was next, last week you got paid. Maybe it's going to be next week that you get paid. But in the, in the end, that's all you get. For a lot of you, that's all you get. Whatever they hand you, whatever they choose to hand you after the government takes their piece is what you get. And there's nothing extra you can do in most cases to make that better in the same amount of time. In other words, during that 40-hour work week or however many hours you're working, there's not really a whole lot you can do to better that situation. So the next question becomes, what can I do to better the situation outside of my work hours? And that's where I start getting the eye rolls. That's where people start rolling their eyes and going, oh, dude, I don't have time to go deliver pizzas or whatever the heck else I'm going to do to increase my bottom line because I'm worn out. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my, my family or my spouse or whatever I'm going to do. Maybe my parents are getting older and I want to miss out on time on them or my kids are young and I want to raise them instead of having a, a cell phone raise them. Whatever it may be, you don't really want to have to do much more than what you already do. Right or wrong, I'm with you. I hear you. Guys, there's times and we just went through, we just went through, we didn't do a damn thing for like three months, four months. Jill and I just drove around the country. We like to kid ourselves that we were getting getting work done, air quotes. But at the end of the day, we were just basically keeping up with the podcast and making videos for our YouTube channel for Cashflow Roadshow, which it, admittedly I'm a little bit behind on editing there. But what we did do is we spent a lot of time on the kayaks and you know, climb, going down trails and checking out swimming holes and just exploring, going for road trips. And we were out in the RV. We were in Georgia and South Carolina and, and um, Tennessee and Alabama. We were just enjoying our environment, enjoying nature, listening to the birds chirp, 
And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And one of the best parts about what we're doing right now is that nobody controls us. The only thing that really controls me, which is simply by choice, is that I need to get this podcast recorded every single week and delivered to you folks so that you can get some value and hopefully take what I tell you and what I talk about and use that, turn that into something that can help you get financially free. But I do that out of choice. I don't do it out of necessity because I don't charge for this. It's not like I make money off of this podcast at all. I mean, it's actually a debt. It's a bill. It's not debt, but it's a bill. It's something that costs me money every month. I have a marketing team that puts it out and I've got the subscription services and all this stuff. I got software and tools and tricks and all this other crap that I got. This podcast costs me a decent amount of money every month. No joke. And it's an investment of time because besides recording the episodes, sometimes I have to edit a little bit when I cut a piece out that I misspoke or something like that every once in a while, although I usually just fly off the cuff and some of you might think I fly off the handle, but that's a whole other story for a different day. But at the end of the day, we we all have things that control us. But reflecting back on this, I realized that I've we've pretty much set up life by design so that we can mitigate or and start to eliminate the things that control us. And a lot of that becomes scheduling. You want to get on the phone with me, you got to pick a time. Well, I only show you the times that I want to talk to somebody. Outside of that, my calendar is blocked. I actually had a, a realtor reach out to me a couple months ago, and she had been trying to sell her house. She was doing a flip and she hadn't sold it in a year and she was in trouble and wanted to get on the phone with me. And she was mad at me because it would take two weeks for her to get on my calendar because that was the next available opening. Now, mind you, this is for getting on the phone for free, free advice. So I can help her because she got herself backed into a corner and now she calls me to bail her out and she gets pissy because, well, I wasn't at her beck and call. Well, lady, I'm not the one that overpaid and overimproved a property. And if you're such a hotshot realtor, you probably wouldn't have made those mistakes in the first place. Now, would you? Anyway, I digress. Here's my point. I set things up like this on purpose so that I can have control over my schedule. I'm very careful about who I let on my schedule, which is why nobody gets to talk to me on the phone without an appointment. That's not because I'm some big shot. It's because I realize that people will absolutely waste my time if I allow them to. So I want to make sure I screen and only talk to good people that will appreciate the time I take out of my day to help them. You know, and everybody does that I talk to, and that's great. And I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things. My actual absolute favorite thing to do besides this podcast, I'll be honest with you, is I love to meet with my inner circle group. I've got a small group of students that have been with me for quite a while now, and we call it our inner circle group. And we meet once a week at varying times, and we keep each other accountable. We take action. We get stuff done, and we do it as a group, like a little mastermind group. And I really, really thoroughly enjoy that. It's the one thing I really look forward to every week. That said, that's still, I, I choose to be there. So I, I can control that because I choose to be there. And as the leader of the group, I can change the date if I need to. Now, granted, I want to accommodate everybody, but I have the ability to change it. So ask, let me ask you this. What is it in your life that's really controlling you? And the answer is probably going to be more things than you ever imagined. There's a ton of things controlling you. Number one, your job. Number two, your, the, your kids, your kids' school, all these different things have an impact on you. But here's the good news. These things don't have to, con- not everything has to control you. You can take charge of some of these things. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to tell you that it's not. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you can take measures to get more time back, to take better control of your time. And forcing people to schedule, number one, and to get involved with you is a big one. 
I'll tell you that. I don't know how much time over the years I've wasted going back with people going back and forth going, so when do you want to get on the phone? I don't know what works for you. I'm available Tuesday. Well, I'm not. How about Thursday? What time Thursday? Two. I can't do two. How about Friday? And next thing you know, 30 minutes later, you might as well have just had the damn conversation you're going to have because it takes you 30 minutes to figure out when you're going to have a 30-minute conversation. Like ding, ding, hello, bell. So let's talk about one of my favorite wastes of time. And I say that tongue in cheek. How about working a job? And what this thought came from is the other day, one of our friends posted on Facebook that uh, she just got a 15-year service award. She was working for her employer for 15 years. That's good. That's awesome. And she's a great person. She's been really good and financially responsible the whole nine yards all of her life. She's built a nice little nest egg. She's, she's got her house and they've got their toys and everything's great. The, what got me though is the 15 year thing. She spent 15 years working for this employer. What did she get? She got the ability to order something from a catalog and I'm talking a trinket from a catalog. I was blown away. That's what you get as a 15 year award. You know what you get when you pay a mortgage for 15 years? In some cases, you get the free and clear deed. In other cases, you get the satisfaction of knowing that you only got 15 more years left or maybe five years left, depending on how you structured the loan. Or you get an appraisal to see how much equity you have to re-leverage some of that equity to go borrow, borrow, go borrow or buy more properties. The bottom line is this. You get a hell of a lot more than a discount code or a, a catalog to go buy some crap that you probably don't need anyway. I started thinking about this. When I work for the federal government, they have service pins. That's what you get. I remember going to a ceremony where this dude worked for the for NOAA, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. That's what I worked for, for 30 years. 30 years, this dude busted his butt on the ocean. I mean, talk about a beating. I did it for five years, and it wore me out. This old boy did it for 30. Two thumbs up to him. His name was uh, Gordy Pringle. Gordy for 30 years of service, got a pin, P-I-N, a pin, a little pin like you stick on your lapel. Gordy's from West Virginia. That dude don't need a pin for nothing. Hate to tell you, that's just, the pin does him no good whatsoever. I've never seen him wear anything but a flannel shirt. So what's that mean? 30 years, you get a pin. Now, I'm not sitting there saying that this is the employer's fault. It's not the employer's fault. Because if I was the employer, it's like, what do you expect? I need you to work here. I gave you money for 30 years. How about that? Is that good enough? That's the other side of this. But in reality... I think about what's in it for me. This is where starting to think like a dirty capitalist pig kind of helps helps you out, helps you get financially free. So ask yourself this question. After 15 years of service in your current employer, what do you get? We have another friend that's done 30 years with their current employer. 30 years. How about that? 30 years. What are they going to get at 30 years? Probably a handshake. What do they get when they finally retire? When they hobble out of the front door of that place in a cane or a wheelchair at 62 or 72 or whenever the government says you can finally retire and starts giving you your small pittance, which is what most of you are going to wind up with if you don't start taking action. What are you going to do? How are you going to retire? How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to cover your mortgage? How are you going to eat? What if something happens to you or your spouse medically? You're going to rely on Medicaid? You're going to rely on these idiots that are standing on stage and that are elected officials? Do you think they're going to take care of you? No, they're not going to take care of you. And frankly, do you think that there is any elected official out there on the planet that has any interest in taking care of you. I don't even care what side of the aisle you're on. The politicians don't give a rat's patooey about you. What they care about is getting 
reelected and getting their pockets lined. That's all parties. That's Democrat, Republican. I don't care what you are. Hell, there's liberals out there. There are billionaire, billionaire liberals. So those of you that hate the liberals, I'm here to tell you, they're not stupid either because there's billionaire liberals. They're obviously doing something right or they wouldn't be a billionaire with a B. So think about this. Washington is not going to protect you. They're not going to take care of you. Wall Street is certainly not going to take care of you. Hell, Wall Street charges you a commission every time they do something. If they sell stocks and you make money, they charge you a commission. If they sell your stocks and you lose money, they charge you a commission. And then they take a helicopter back to the Hamptons every night to go sit in their waterfront, their oceanfront mansion. How about that? And we just sit there and go, oh, that's just the cost of doing business. It's like infinite banking, boys and girls. You guys are getting that now. They keep changing the, the name of infinite banking, but basically it's a, it ties uh, health insurance or not health insurance. I'm sorry, life insurance, traditionally whole life insurance. And they try to play it off like you're, you're, you're banking on your own money. You're, it doesn't make sense, boys and girls. It just simply doesn't make sense. The people that put it out, it doesn't make sense. Bottom line is they whack you for 40 to 50% of whatever you put in in the first year or two as fees and commissions. And the insurance agents that pitch this stuff are lying scumbags and they're pickpocketing America. Let's talk about business credit, for example. I've got these business credit knuckleheads blowing up my email inbox going, Tyler, we've got affiliates that have made it $40,000 a month by just letting us do a webinar in front of your audience, in front of your email list. Come on over, jump on the bandwagon. You can get $1,000 per person referral for everybody that we can rip off. They don't say it that way, obviously, but that's the way I read it because that's what's between the lines. This is what's going on, America, cash flow community. This is what's happening to you. Everybody is out there trying to get into your pocket. And the worst thing is you're letting them. Let's talk about taxes for a minute. The average American, and this is a proven fact, you can research this. The average American spends the first five months, that's January through May of every single year just to pay their taxes. They invest that much time, that much of their paycheck. So the first five months of the year, That money gets sucked up by taxes every single year. How do you solve that? I hear that our friends we were just talking about that have worked for the same companies for 15 and 30 years respectively. They don't have any investment property, which means the IRS has been conveniently sucking taxes out of their paychecks for decades. That means they're overpaying in their taxes that those first five months of every year is going directly to the IRS. Here's the thing, guys. A lot of folks tell me I need $10,000 a month to be able to escape the rat race. Not really, because if you look at the difference in taxes, here's the deal. You want to drop your taxes, you got to change how you earn your money. How you, When you earn your money in passive income or cash flow, rental income, things like that, you're taxed at a lower rate. If you use tax strategy to your advantage, and primarily this happens by hiring a CPA that owns real estate themselves, that gets the all of the advantages available to a real estate investor, I can't begin to stress how important that is. If you take the time to hire someone to help you, oh, Tyler, that costs too much money. I have H&R Block do it because they'll do it for free. Come on, boys and girls. That's just not how this works. If you find a professional to do your taxes, listen, I have people in my family that are, and I'm just going to say this and I don't even care. They're still dumb enough to believe that they're smarter than a CPA. They go out and do their own taxes and they wind up with federal tax liens because of it. It blows me away. How many times do you got to keep getting punched in the face before you realize, You might want to move your head to the left a little bit so you can miss that punch. How about that? But here's the thing, folks. There are professional tax people out there, legitimate, trained, experienced tax professionals that truly understand tax code and understand legal, ethical, and moral ways 
to reduce your tax liability. Yet most of us don't do it. Most Americans go to H&R Block or they go to some TurboTax or whatever other gimmick is out there. The the Liberty tax thing, you got some knucklehead standing on the street corner down here in the South dressed like the Statue of Liberty to suck you in there. And then worse, they give you a payday, a paid a tax refund loan. What is that? Are you that broke? You can't wait for three weeks for the government to give you back the money that they've been, they borrowed from you interest free for the last year. And you give the tax payday loan people or the the tax refund loan people 28% interest. America, listen up. Stop letting everybody pickpocket you. Instead, focus on what you can control. And what you can control begins with what you do with every dollar. Who's pickpocketing you the worst? Identify that. Write down your expenses. Write down where every dollar goes. Go through your bank statement. I challenge you this month, go through your last three months bank statements and itemize everything, every single thing that went out the door. You see, you're not going to bleed a lot of cash because I know a lot of you, like, like me, use debit cards because they're easier. Hell, it's even on your iPhone now, Apple Pay. You don't even need a debit card anymore. Think about how easy it has become to spend money. It's become simple to spend money. All of us, I don't care what income level you're at. I don't care if you're some big fancy engineer making 150000 a year. Or I don't care if you're some guy that owns a gazillion apartments and you're making 90000 a year or some guy that owns just a couple of apartments and is probably doing better than everybody. Everybody's getting fleeced. When I did this little exercise, went back and audited our own bank accounts. On my personal account alone, I found $750 going out the door. I didn't realize. The little $20 charge that you didn't even think about, that little recurring whatever, the gym membership that you don't even know where that gym is anymore, all the extra crap that you have in your garage that's still on your credit card bill every month that you're paying 18 or 20 or 60 or God knows what interest on, or maybe that business line of credit they gave you that you probably didn't deserve and they used a federal tax ID number as your social security number, and then the service that did it, wow you for 10% of the credit line conveniently on the credit card. So you started out this new amazing adventure towards financial freedom because they're going to let you use a credit card to buy a house. Give me a break, boys and girls. Please, I implore you, please stop letting these thieves and charlatans control you. Stop letting your employers, your customers, everything around you control you. Take back control of what you can. Get organized. Trim the fat. The new year's coming soon. The holidays are coming here. Get smart with what we're doing. Take back your life. Buy one rental. I don't care if you just buy one rental property a year. It will make a massive impact on your taxes. Massive impact. It will blow your mind. Oh, you have more money to buy a second one? Great, then buy two. If you need help doing that, get on my calendar. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. If you want to buy something in the Tampa Bay area, you got some little bit of cash stashed aside, you got decent credit, we can get you approved for a mortgage, then get on the phone with me. I'll put you with one of my agents and we will find you a nice investment property that will spill off cash flow and reduce your tax bill every day for the rest of your life. But you have to get started. You can't just sit there and wait. Don't wait for the market to crash because here's the thing. You're not going to know when the market crashes. You won't know the market is crashing until it's already crashed and is back on a recovery. That's a fact. The smart investors always buy when the numbers make sense. And the numbers, if you actually negotiate or put people in place to negotiate on your behalf, the numbers will make sense if you go negotiate. But if you accept things as they are as face value, if you let sellers and realtors control you and control how you think, if you think Wall Street and Washington are doing you favors, then I guess you're right. You're never going to make any money. You're just going to have to hope to God you can live off of whatever they decide to give you if they decide to give it to you in social security when you hit 65 or 62 or whatever your choice is. Ladies and gentlemen, your ability to get financially free begins and ends with you because I believe that every one of you with the proper applied action 
can make it happen. You can get financially free. You don't have to be Bill Gates to be financially free. Most of the people I talk to when I really get to talking to them, they think they need 10 grand a month to get financially free. That number is a big number. It seems a long distance away from where they are. I've had people tell me 100 grand a month. How much do you make now? Well, I make 400 bucks a week. Well, dude, I'm all for the Gary V crap, but let's be honest. Let's be realistic. Don't worry about a hundred grand a month. If you're only making 1600 bucks a month now, how about we figure out how to make you a thousand dollars a month passively? But let's even start that with a hundred bucks a month. Cause here's the thing. A thousand bucks a month as a self-employed person is the same as $1,600 a month as an employee. That's the big difference. The difference is taxes, boys and girls taxes. Do the math and the math will tell you what to do. Guys, I hope you have a great week. Speaking of which, if you need more private money without having to go and get some sort of small business loan gimmick, if you don't want to use a credit card to buy a house, if you don't want to pay 18% interest to make some mortgage broker rich or some credit card charlatan rich, then maybe you need to go to privatemoneycrashcourse.com because in about an afternoon, For about $47, you can learn how to raise private capital yourself without getting fleeced by some mortgage broker or some credit card thief. That's privatemoneycrashcourse.com. Again, privatemoneycrashcourse.com. Ask yourself this, have you joined the Cashflow Guys community? If not, why haven't you joined the Cashflow Guys community? How do you get there? You go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group and you make sure you're in there. If you haven't yet done the One Funnel Away Challenge, why is that? Maybe reach out, get on, on my calendar and let's have a conversation and get you unstuck. Again, cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. I hope I see you there. I hope you take the initiative to pick up the phone and call, and I hope we can get you unstuck. Catch you guys next week, and I hope you have a fantastic week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.